0: hello
1: everyone it's uh the dot matrix uh dot matrix.com episode 62 i'm justin and i'm sean and um wow this is uh a, we've reestablished a good rhythm. I think we didn't podcast not that long ago, so, <laughs> so we're on a good click to maybe get three or four done this year. <laughs> ah, yeah, because I looked and it was just about a month
0: and a bit ago.
1: That's not bad. Yeah, well, you know, I, uh, as you know, I've started a new job. This is week two and I was, people were saying, oh, so when are you going to do this tonight or the week? And, like, and I was telling people, I'm going to report a podcast. And I'm like, and I'm like, do I tell people what it is, mm-hmm. I, you know? And so I was telling one one colleague and she's like, she's really excited to listen. I'm like, okay, I hope it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't say anything terribly controversial, so.
0: No, I don't think so. I think we talk about things and know that when we're doing it in real time, as if we're, say, on the airwaves, that... It's it's all it's all good and and we don't we don't edit later we just speak our minds yeah. and say how we feel and, and go with it.
1: What was interesting was I, I was recounting to her why we do this and how I said my my sale, I said what was my sales pitch to Sean I said <laughs> and I said partly was you know that you know it was an, an opportunity a venue where we could feel safe uh, practicing believing in things. Yes. That we could take the time to articulate why we thought what what we thought, and by not being edited by someone else, but you know, but doing this sort of live to tape format, you know, we gives ourselves the freedom and the breath to actually practice what it means to believe in things and say it out loud and articulate it, right? Yep. And uh, and it, when I was saying that, and, and my colleague was very intrigued by that. Uh, it reminded me about, yeah, that's why we do this, you know? It is. And, you know, I've been thinking
0: a lot too because, you know, I don't know how much you have to actually speak during your work day. Mm. But sometimes at work I can I can go for many minutes without actually saying a word because I'm so mm. honed in what I'm doing on my computer that um, I find that, say, before or after work, usually after work, if I get in a conversation with someone, I actually find it, quite fun (laughs) and almost novel because you're you're interacting you're not doing it on your phone or on your
1: right laptop or whatever you know what I mean well I do and it's funny when you you were starting that phrase I thought you were going to say I don't know about you but when I can go through times at work when I can spend and when you said minutes I thought you were going to say hours (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it just showed the different. I mean, the similarity between you and I, where minutes can feel like hours. You know, in some respects. Oh, for like, sure. I know yeah. there's some jobs where you just hunker down and you just work. Yeah. Um, and I said my job can have those elements, but I tend to, and particularly because I'm so new, I keep asking questions. Right. Like, yeah. Right. So. Uh, and and I freely admit that I am a office shit disturber in terms of the. You know, like I am not <laughs> a quiet employee. No, that's good though. <laughs> But I am a, I said I'm a constant wooer. Like I, I will charm everyone. So just, just release yourself to that energy is what I tell people.
0: <laughs> no, it's a great way to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, think I just this, this idea of connecting verbally is great. I mean, you know, as you know, I, I, work with a lot of clients and I, I work with email like crazy. But there's so many times where I'm just like, you know what? I just want to pick up the phone. Right. You know, and if I have to document it, I'll follow up with an email. Yeah. You know, and uh, we talk a lot about that at work and, and uh man, it makes such a difference sometimes. Right. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's great that we do this because yeah. of that.
1: Well, it's interesting you say that because I, I was talking about this new, this, this new job that I have. I'm working a lot with doctors or we'll start to work with doctors. Yeah. And when I think about all the other jobs I've had, it's been working with community organizations, nonprofits, students, well, you name it. And uh, and you, the alter- there is a viable alternative to call people, right? Yeah. And often you choose just to email. It's just you feel less obtrusive and it gives people sure. time, you know. But with doctors, it's such an interesting place where the default, it, at least in eight days in the job, I feel the default is email because... If you call someone out at a nonprofit, just call up their phone. Like it could probably be just like you at the computer, just typing away. Yeah. But more often than not, you would assume a doctor will be meeting a patient mm-hmm. in an exam room, talking to a, a a patient of theirs, doing an exam of some kind, right? And so the default is to go to email. Yes, sure. And and off, and some of the the highly engaged doctors that we work with, you know, some of the the. People I work with have said, oh yeah, you know, definitely email is an easier way to get a hold of people because then they'll respond, you know, when their patient load is done and they have a chance to, you know, look at stuff, right? So, so it's funny, so that's, this is the first job where the default actually in my mind, I could be corrected over time, is email, right? Oh yeah. And there, yeah. and there isn't really the viable, like the alternative phoning is not necessarily a viable option. Uh, I think once you get comfortable with each other, people will call you, and people will call me. Uh, and even right now, I'm emailing to coordinate a phone call. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah that's and because you just want to be as respectful as possible. like I mean, I mean, there's also there's obviously like aspects around sort of working with doctors, which are you know, people who are quite like highly respected in community. But at the same time, like, like often we talk about in most of the jobs, you know, like, you know, what we're doing is not life-threatening, you know, we're not saving lives. (laughs) But, you know, when you start talking about doctors, you know, it bleeds into that category of saving lives, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. so you think about time differently. It's really funny. (laughs) And how to engage and, like, you know, like what could be a very efficient 10-minute phone call may actually not be the most efficient way of spending time. Oh,
0: and that's just the thing. Like, we'll often, you know, send an email just to like you said, arrange a call, which seems kind of funny. Oh, there's Elaine. That was Sadie barking. She knows uh, <laughs> her mother is home. Uh, but it, the, th- the thought of that sounds weird, but it's actually very true, like you say, because every you know that the person that you want to communicate with is dealing with a bunch of things on his or her own. Uh, right. on On their end. And sometimes you just have to be like, hey, you got time in 10 minutes or something. Right. Um, so yeah, that's why I, I, I really like talking because it, it kind of helps build a rapport as well. Obviously, there's, it's a different situation with everyone's um, different jobs. But, but yeah, I, I think that's, it, it, I just find it refreshing to be able to come here and whether here at your place or
1: whatever and go out for a photo
0: after. Yeah. And just Make it an evening. Got our jazz playing in the background. I know.
1: I don't know. We'll find out whether you can uh, in the in the audience. I was going to (laughs) say can hear the the crispy Bill Evans out in the background. But yeah, I feel really. I feel very mature and (laughs) and sophisticated. Yes, that's all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Wow. Well, well, I think we got. You know, we're going to be talking about a lot, but obviously, there's a big, big,
1: big Let's talk Trump. Yeah. <laughs> because we need our ratings to go higher, so we got to talk Trump. Yes. I, I haven't read this article, but I was looking at the New York Times uh, today, and of course, you know, we're talking today, which is what, May 5th? May 5th. Yeah. May 5th uh, be with you. <laughs> May 5th be with you, too. Um, and of course, it's the day after, um, or two days after, I guess. Well, actually, no, no. Uh, the day after, pretty much, no, like Trump is on his own, right? Yes, yes, it's because, good timing. Kasich, yeah. because Kasich dropped out yesterday and Cruz, in all his normal awkwardness, dropped out on Tuesday night. There's that, like, gif going on around him, uh, uh him <laughs> elbowing his wife, I trying know. to hug, I guess, his dad, or I don't know who it is, this old dude. <laughs> And like he just uh, can't do anything naturally. Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it. It's really crazy. You saw the the, arena, oh the hand, the awkward hand lifting, or the one where she she announces him and then she suddenly just, ducks down to the ground. Oh,
0: I didn't see that. Oh, oh was that she is
1: unwell or something or no, she was you know rallying up, warming up the crowd and says and she announces and Ted Cruz and Ted Cruz comes out from behind the curtain or whatever he's behind Carla Fiorina Fiorino or whatever and then she realizes that she's blocking the camera view of him and so she just basically goes from standing to kneels down like within a second just to... <laughs> very weird
0: Whoa, it's been a weird race too just on the Republican side well it always is but it's extra bizarre this time because I mean we may have mentioned this in previous podcasts but In one of those earlier debates Where they had about eight Yeah And eight of them To go up to the podium And they couldn't hear The announcer
1: Oh Oh yeah And they were all Kind of going out In weird (laughs) orders That one wasn't really Yeah Yeah
0: I mean that was just Weird Because the camera Was on them backstage And they're just Standing there smiling Because you know Their handlers are like No matter what Just stand there and smile And they look so awkward But Yeah so it looks like he's going to take the nomination yes. unchallenged, right? It, yes. He's yeah. On the road to the convention, which is oh, usually, yeah.
1: what, July, August? The, the convention is in July, and, I mean, with with basically everyone else's campaign suspended, that, that basically means he's going to win the nomination, right? Like, And it's funny because, uh, um, like, one of the articles in New York Times, I haven't read it yet, but it was, like, about how, you know, Trump has won and the media has lost, and how the media... One, they all got it wrong, yeah, and two, they just totally fail at their jobs to try to actually cover the story well. Everyone covered it as an entertainment story as opposed to a news story, and oh, right. clearly is a news story, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so I'm interested in reading that article, but there's interesting, like you know, I was at work today and and we were looking at that Trump Twitter feed, right? Yeah, and his Twitter account and the banner. I was surprised. Well. I shouldn't have been surprised, <laughs> but it. At, he, he had his, you know, the front, the banner on his Twitter page has his face with his red baseball cap as Trump twenty sixteen, right? You know, make America great, whatever that great again, you know. yeah. And then underneath it says presumptive Republican nominee. So he already created wow. that that image and that logo that actually says the words presumptive Repo-. and I'm like, right. wow, like that's Balls. just that's. <laughs> I mean people can say that but like you're gonna actually change your banner to actually say those words like it just I don't know I, it rubbed me the wrong way I don't know what it means or why it rubs you the wrong way but it just rubs you the wrong way
0: well I think it doesn't for myself as well just because it's brash it's it's arrogant it's um presumptuous just like his banner says right like uh I, I I don't know, I, I but it's all his style. That's why I'm kinda not surprised. I didn't yeah. know about that, but it just kinda falls in line with everything that he's done so far. Um I know there's a lot of talk about it's gonna be eventually a matchup between him and Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Yep. Because as much as Sanders is popular, he just doesn't have the numbers. Like the math does you know, it all comes back to the math, right? Yeah. And the delegate count. So do you, th- you know, do you- I've heard people say things like, you know, there- if it's between those two, there might be a bunch of Democrats that would actually vote for Trump because they see her as the, you know, old establishment
1: kind of thing. What
0: do you think about that?
1: Do you think people will turn to the other side? And that was also a heading in one of the New York Times articles on my app that I just haven't had a chance to read, but it was about how when, which is the. I guess there's still a debate whether it should be when uh, he drops out of the race, Bernie Sanders, whether or not he can convince his army of people who are so enamored with him. And if I was in the States and I was, you know, a Democrat and I was thinking about this race, I, I might be one of those people, right? Like I, I he's not completely, I don't agree with everything he says, but his spirit of of just breaking down the systems that are not working Mm -hmm. are really valuable. Um, So the question is whether or not, I think it's to your question is whether or not that same army will, can actually be translated to staying with the democratic party. Yeah. Right. Because for many, in many ways, from my understanding, the same people, or not the same, the people who are voting for Trump, who are voting, uh, and the people who are voting for bernie sanders have the same motivation which is the system is broken right and the people who vote for trump think the solution for that broken system is trump right versus the people who think the system is broken and they think the solution is bernie sanders Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) uh, are people going to look at the alternatives the close enough solution which would be for sanders clinton Mm mhm Or will they kind of go, no, the system is broken and the only person who's thinking about the broken system is Trump. Right. So I I don't know. Like. Yeah, it's it's a huge dilemma on each side, actually. I I forget how many delegates or electoral colleges you need to win the presidency in the general election, but I, I saw a graphic again in the New York Times, because I have a subscription, <laughs> uh, that <laughs> talked if the election was today and the polls were to, were holding true. Yeah, you know, Clinton would get like f- three hundred and some something, well over what you need to become president. Okay, and Trump would only get hundred and fifty something, like seats. You know, count. Uh, or dele- uh, Is that what they call electoral it? colleges.
0: Electoral, okay, right? yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean, that's today, May, and if we're into October. Like, how many? People mm. thought when he announced to run for president in June last year, mm-hmm. people just laugh at Trump. And now look, he's like less than a year later, he's gonna be the, the nominee. So I I feel ill equipped to be prognosticating about what's gonna happen, which makes me fe- Which makes me be fearful.
0: You know, I think there's two reasons why Trump's gonna be the
1: nominee. One is stronger than the other. One is the nominee or president. The nominee. Okay. Do you think there's an alternative? Or do you think, I just think he's going to be it. I, and that's my mind. Oh, I think he's going to be it. Okay. But I think
0: there's two reasons why. Oh, okay. Um, sorry if I, I probably nope. said that wrong. Go for it. Um,
1: I'm with you now. You've been drinking. So, um, <laughs> I One <have>.
0: huge beer.
1: <laughs> one normal sized beer for a <laughs> tiny sized Asian. With With an empty stomach, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Anyway, I think, okay, so one of the reasons is because, yes, his anti-establishment, his brash, his just overconfident, you know, um, maverick outsider, whatever you want to call it. The second reason, Let, let me say, for the first reason, I think why people discounted him right away was because of that entertainment value which I am fully to blame as well. I thought it was pure entertainment. He just, he's just a narcissist grabbing the headlines every time, everywhere he can. But the second reason is because the Republican party never, ever, ever had a viable alternative. And we're seeing yeah. that now. We didn't know that before. Well, well, I always thought that I always thought all of them were buffoons and there was no one there was n- like and Trump included, like all of them were crazy nutheads, you know, and the fact that he's come through and everyone's fallen flat like crazy, uh, you know, Ted Cruz got close in some of the uh, the delegate um, uh, votes in different states. But when you look at the numbers, I mean, it just doesn't even compare. So there was no yeah. viable alternative. You think of Fiorina, you think of Ben Carson. I mean, it, it's unreal who who they thought. So it's their fault, I think, their, their party's yeah. fault for just coming up with, out of everyone <clears> in the <throat> States, this is who they came up with? Those people? No. Well, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and I think with all that being said, like, my, my my calmer head prevails perspective is that, okay, well, whoever comes in the Democratic <laughs> primary system, which yeah. will likely be Hillary Clinton, yeah. like, okay, she should be president. It's going to happen. They'll have the first woman, female president of the United States. Amazing. Uh, maybe not the most inspiring leader. Maybe not the most, you know, cunning edge, bleeding edge, person to think about how the country really should be.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But it's better than the alternative on the Republican side. Right. Um, so I agree with you in that sense, in terms of the general election stuff. But what's really interesting where where I, I have this a similar take but slightly different about sort of just the nomination side is like and I hate to say this because it's being recorded. It's gonna be on the internet. <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> like when you think about the 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 ones that were left, the Kasichs, the cruz with Fiorina, i don't even want to go there yeah. um and trump like i part of me wonders whether or not trump is the is the least uh will be the least damaging if a republican wins the presidency. That Trump might be the least damaging of the three choices, in the Republican side, because Cruz is just batshit crazy. Absolutely, and agreed. Like, I, I it's horrifying that the alternative to Trump was Cruz. Oh, right, and that that is absolutely my point. And, yep. th- and that speaks exactly to your point. Yeah, Kasich, like. When I and I don't know him's career all that much, but from what I understand of him, and particularly that very biting segment that Samantha B. did on Full Frontal, where you're like, "This people don't understand." what is this folksy go gosh shucks yeah persona, he like that guy was a real faker. Oh, totally. You know, like he 100%. was so anti women, anti every oh, yeah. issue. Like oh, yeah. one of like a, a dangerously conservative governor. Yeah, and. And not moderate. Why? Why you know, did people say he was moderate? Where did that come from? Because it came from him. He was a, like people who know him from this, from when he was in uh, the House of Representatives federally, and then when he was governor, or as he has been governor. People are like, I don't know who he's trying to be, but that's not how he is when he's actually governing. Got it? Yeah. Right? Sure. And so he portrayed himself uh, because it was a shit show circus in front of him. So it was a tactical move to kind of go golly God will tell me what to do. And sorry, that's a weird,
0: <laughs> weird, accent. Yeah.
1: but, um, and so I think that's equally dangerous to Cruz With Cruz. You, with these, at least with Cruz, you know that that's really him. That's really him. And he totally <laughs> believes in shit stuff and that he will be dogmatic to the end. Yes. Crazy. But at least you know where he stands. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kasich, you feel is completely deceitful. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get, right? And he's going to save something to get elected and then just be a shithead when he gets in. Trump, I feel, why he's been a successful business person, and I don't believe, as we've talked about before, that being a successful business person means you can be a successful president. But my sense is he can read the room well. Mm -hmm. Like, and he has said things like, oh, we should torture families of of uh, torture family members of terrorists sure yeah and then he's when someone someone whispered in his ear and said by the way that's <laughs> against international law yeah he then <laughs> says the next day oh i would oops i will i will be true to our treaties right
0: but he first said he first denied it outright that's what he
1: actually said
0: he a- you, you know what i right, mean right.
1: and then he finally backtracked so and i feel like however it happens, he will eventually backtrack and just understand the context in which he's in, mm-hmm. you know? And then some of his views are actually quite progressive. Like, like he, he actually doesn't agree, at least from what we understand. Although then he backtracked again well, <laughs> to them to be conservative. To, that's right. You know, like around Depends how, who he's talking to. Right. So, yeah. so, so I feel he will bend back and forth quite a bit. And I, and I just feel I'll, I'll, Although that is also horrifyingly bad as a leader. Sure. They had to choose between someone who kowtows to the circumstance that he's in, to uh, I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm gonna think basically, you know, conservative views to the end, to a third person who believes that but will pretend to be something different. Right. I'll take the person who will be well I, I see the tea leaves people don't want this i just won't do this, right yeah. like yeah that that's is, right that actually is the best of three which is horrifying to say
0: yes of course to think that's your choices yeah <laughs> like
1: where have we come to i mean actually i'm not even gonna say the word we because we're canadian yeah <laughs> hey, well wait till we got kevin o'leary
0: running for uh Pres- uh, leader of the Conservatives, huh? That's going to be fun. Guess who's going to go up against Trudeau? I it's going to be basically, not to uh, completely change subject, but you know it's going to be between Kevin O'Leary, I'm sure, and uh, what's his face? Um, New- uh, Nova Scotian. Um, Peter McKay? Peter McKay. Because Peter McKay wins all the polls for... Uh, who they people would want to see as conservative leader cuz he's so-called moderate um and like uh what do you want to say like like a pro- pro- progressive conservative yeah. right going back to that or Kevin O'Leary who sees how Trump how far Trump got and he's basically the same kind of guy he's Canada's version whether he likes to deny it or not there's no way he's going to miss out on this fund <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah i think i agree with what you're saying about uh hillary uh actually winning in the end yeah because i think just because there's a lot of you know a lot of nor- notoriety with trump and he's you know you see a lot of his support and he gets all the attention in the media uh which is also the media's fault too because there's tons of media attention that they could have given to Bernie Sanders, they, but they just didn't because he's... I mean, he's not going to gaff like like Trump and say stupid shit like Trump. Um, you know, so yeah. I think when it comes down to it, the Trump supporters are the loudest, and that's why we think he's probably going to win more votes... Uh, why we think he would
1: win more votes than he yeah. actually will. I think it boils down to the whether or not you think... Whether or not people... Whether you hate Trump or do you hate the system? Oh okay. right? yeah. If you hate Trump, you'll vote for Hillary. If you hate the system, you can't vote Hillary. Like you, you yeah, you can't. You know, You're right. um, and so that's that's the challenge. And I don't. This is where I, I just. I have no idea. But- <laughs> I know. It it really
0: is it, it challenges the mind. And I think one I've been watching a lot of Bill Maher lately. Okay. His monologues, his new rules, his you know, right. all this yes, stuff. Yes. And he says something interesting. <coughs> he's like, you know, people talk about changing the system, people which which is fine. And, you know, Barack can't run again. Barack Obama. But Let's look at where we are. We're at the lowest unemployment in over a decade. We weathered the storm of the economic downturn. The auto industry is back strong, really strong. Uh, Housing market is recovering. It's like, oh, and, you know, Obamacare, there's millions more with actually health insurance now that didn't have it before. So he's asking America, it's like, well, what is it you want? (laughs) You know, it, you know, it could always be better, but we're actually way better than just a few years ago. He says, you know, so it's like, but no, the president was black, you know, and Congress wouldn't work with him on anything. And, but look what he got done anyway. Yeah. It probably could have been way more. Had he been actually given, uh, you know, a fair shake. But it's it's amazing, mm. in some respects, where they are where
1: they are right now and how the economy is mm. doing. What is interesting, and I think a lot of people share that view, and I don't disagree with that view. But I think that view also could lead to a Trump presidency. You know where I, I think would have been. An interesting and Michelle and I have talked about this. Is you know, you know, who Michelle is, and people who have we don't really talk about her all that much on this podcast because she's relatively new in the world of of Justin. Justin. (laughs) But you know, coming from being American and being in in the States, we've often talked a lot about sort of things like the healthcare system and stuff. And yeah, and and you know, and I'm not a I'm a, not a naysayer of incremental change. I think incremental change is important to get to where you need to go, but why I think it would, I would be so much more confident in the election in the states if it was Trump versus Bernie Sanders. Miss yeah. Sanders would win in a in a landslide. You you think I would? I totally do. I am not as convinced about Clinton huh. because there's a lot of people who view what the narrative you've talked about Bill Maher saying about, you know, just look how far we've come. And then if you could be consistent with that, but be a little bit annoyed with this, with the system, you might, you could easily not get excited about Clinton and just go to Trump. Yes. But to me, there's a whole slew and a, and a very loud majority of people. I think even more, majority the, the bit more majority there's no such thing as a more majority it's a majority or not a majority but a majority of people who actually don't believe that narrative in in fully because they might have some coverage but the coverage is actually not that helpful because uh i might have co- health coverage but uh my insurer will only cover will only be accepted by certain medical providers right, right. like uh, and the one that will accept my insurance is an hour away by, you know, by bus. Sure. While the, the medical clinic or the, you know, the, the specialist that is like literally around the corner from me mm-hmm. uh, won't take my insurance because it's the insurance for poor people or whatever, right? Sure, yeah. And so is that really healthcare? Is that mm-hmm. really accessibility? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, if you have to call 10... 10 Doctors before one will take your insurance, right? And then you actually have to take a day off of work to actually go to that appointment, right? Is that access? Is that is that access or no, right? And I think there's a lot more people than we believe in the states who fall into that category. Okay, um, it's different from us because a single payer is is uh, it's just it's everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone. Right? What a simple conference right? <laughs> and and so the insurance based Obamacare is not single payer and people can choose and or not choose which they, which, which insurance plans they will accept. And, and the only person talking about changing that Mm -hmm. is Sanders. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. And so I do think there's a really strong majority. If given a chance could, would vote for someone who's actually talking about what really needs to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I worry, because I don't, again, I don't disagree. And I probably, with my life circumstance, I would be like, what that narrative, what Bill Moore has said? Yeah, totally. Like, we are way better as a country. Sorry, we, the states is a better, you know. Paraphrasing him, right? yeah. Absolutely. But I think there is a, a huge disenfranchised group who don't believe that and whose only alternative is to vote for Trump. Well. And that scares me. Oh, it's scary as as hell. Right. But
0: why is it that they think that Trump is actually going to be a better solution? I mean, he's not... He'd probably repeal Obamacare. Now they have no insurance at all. Um,
1: And he's he's selling a new dream. He's like, forget about Obamacare. He keeps saying, what I'm going to do is better. It's better. Right? Right. And of course, he has no details, right? But what, you, what you're focusing on is the better because what Hillary Clinton is saying is be happy with what you got and we'll get it slightly better but you don't even know what that means but you just know what you have isn't great and that voice of incremental change which is Clinton's steadfast yeah, measured approach right, it's going to ring hollow to a whole group of people who just aren't happy so don't tell me I should be happy with what I got because what I got is shit And the only person is telling you that I've got shit is is Trump. And that's the scary thing, right? Because Bernie Sanders is also saying, you've got shit. But I've got, this is what I think we can do, right? And is on values that I think a lot of Canadians believe in. Well. Right? And that's a little bit more hopeful than what Trump is offering, which is a whole bunch of platitudes. Oh, of course. Well, it's just complete emptiness, what he's offering. So that's scary. <laughs> it's scary because he... when it,
0: I find it actually very entertaining when he says stuff like, we are winning so much. We're, we're going to win so much you're going to get tired of how much we're going to be winning. And
1: what does that even mean?
0: I know! It's like Rumsfeld and the known unknowns and the unknown knowns and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it is so preposterous that I... Well, you talk about this people... Hinging everything on the word better Yeah That is insane yeah. Because he's not Like you say He's not offering any details He's he's just like You know Mexico's gonna pay for this wall And We're gonna kick out Like we're, we're gonna stop bringing Muslims in And You know Like Everything's gonna be run Like in some business fashion I just You know it's one thing to say you reject the establishment and not to actually say what you're going to do instead. Like it's it's crazy. And a lot of these things he's talking about you can't tell me that he's going to have enough Republicans controlling both uh houses to to be able to do it. Uh, I I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I I still think Hillary will win. I I hope I, I... Then And if she does, they will put an end to this whole nightmare. Honestly, like, he may... Trump may try run again. I'm sure he would. Because if Hillary would try to run twice,
1: I'm sure Trump would. Uh, but... Yeah, you know, it's a good question. I don't know about that. I, I think he's so into winning that if he doesn't... Uh, although... It's different If he didn't win the nomination Like if he If there was still Cruz And everyone And he was just And he just doesn't win it Yeah I could see him never trying again He's like oh forget this Fuck this shit right But Because he's gonna get the nomination I I do see he could run again If he If If uh, If he lost the general election It's true
0: Oh absolutely Because he considered running The previous time And didn't. I remember that yeah. So I think he's had this on his mind for a long time, and I don't think he would give up that easily. Not like, um, uh, what's his face, uh, that lost the, uh, uh, the election for the Conservatives in Alberta, uh, used to be a Minister of Environment.
1: Oh, Jim Prentice?
0: Jim Prentice. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, and uh, the, lead, the old leader of the Wild Rose Party. Danielle.
1: Danielle Smith or something. Yeah. Unbelievable quitters. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, wow. It's, it's funny, there's quitters and then there's people like Mitt Romney. Who I just <laughs> think are slightly delusional. Because oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think Cl- um, Clinton, sorry. Trump was, was, one of the smartest things he did was not running in 08. But sort of flirting at it. Because mm. he just sort of planted the seed oh, sure, for yeah. that possibility. Yeah. Because there's no way... And of course, who knows, because the way it worked out this year, um, there's no way you're going to beat an incumbent President Obama, right? Like, like any viable candidate all sat out 08, waiting for, or, sorry, 12, 12 2012, waiting for this this time. Of course. That's why there's like 20,000 people running for the Republican right. presidential race, right? So, but it takes a certain kind of delusion, a certain kind of hubris to kind of go, yeah, I can defeat an incumbent president who has run in healthcare coverage for millions of Americans, who is the first black president. Well, there's that. You know, hist- historical. Yeah. And I'm this stodgy corporate white guy. Yeah. Totally. Totally I can do it. That takes a certain kind of hubris and self and lack of self-awareness, which is... Boggling. It, it is. He was lame duck even before becoming yeah. uh, close to being president. I think a lot of people were just happy for both to throw away that money and for him to throw away his chance to do it in 2012 because that way clears him away for 2016. Because they knew also that two years later, or
0: excuse me, in 2010, two years before 2012, they had Republican control of the House, and they thought, we just got to wait this out. We're already halfway there. True, and uh, I, 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 just think that when when Hillary announced her uh, wanting to run again, her candidacy, I went on Facebook and said, "Make no mistake, she will be president." I
1: remember that, and so you're still holding true to that. Well, I wavered. Eh? Sorry, my eyes are so itchy from the uh, from the outdoors. Um uh, this is it from Trump. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Allergic. Uh I wavered because as Bernie Sanders got more popular, it's not that I was endorsing her, it's just right. I was just it's like what we do with the Oscars. We we say who we you think predict today, Yeah, sure. We predict. Uh even in New York, New York Times uh recently, uh like a month ago, endorsed her. And they explained why. I don't know if you read that, but they were just outlining the fact that she's when you actually sit down and get rid of all the bullshit and look at what these people are qualified for, she's actually overqualified. She's way qualified for this job, for what this job entails. (laughs) Right. I mean, a very productive first lady, uh, like very involved rather. Right. A very, um, uh, uh, popular, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, heavyweight, Senator from New York. Secretary of State. I mean, what else does a sister need to do (laughs) to make it to the top? I mean, it's unreal, you know? Yeah. She's dealt with having to... I mean, she's had to deal with Bill Clinton all these years. You know what I mean? Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy in that respect for the Americans to not vote for her. Like... Sanders or not, if he was in the picture or not, it's crazy that they wouldn't just sit down and think, "Okay, can she do this? Of course she can."
1: <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> you know. And it's really interesting because, like, credential—like credentials—is an interesting m- merit credentials, those kind of things, right? Are very interesting concepts because I, I see merit in those things <laughs> to use. Uh kind of an ironic term for it. Right. Uh, a redundant term for it. But there's also, I think we also put a lot of, too much emphasis on it. Like, it could be, yeah. absolutely she would is qualified, overqualified. But I think what was really valuable about the Sanders campaign and the contrast to the Clinton campaign, and you see relevant, some contrast to the, Trump campaign is I actually only understand what values underline Bernie Sanders and what he would do as president because you know, and spending eight days looking at the healthcare system in just of the province of British Columbia, which is, you know, yes, the third most populous province in this country, but by no means a large population governmentally than any states or other parts of the world, right? Right. We're pretty small still, right? Like, we're, the country's only 38 million, right? Like, 38 million is probably the size of some states, you know, in terms of population-wise. But, government is complex. And, I think merit and credentials will take you only so far in systems of, because in the end, like, it doesn't matter who's there. You can get the brightest people in the world. The systems will bog you down. Mm-hmm. Right? hmm But when you're the top dog, and there's no topper dog than the president of the United States, not just in the United States, but in the world. Sure, yeah. And if you act in that role like a tactician and how to work, how to understand the, the system, I think you can, the system will bog you down because I think you're playing the system with the system. But if you realize that you are the voice that everyone will listen to regardless of whether or not they believe you or not, that's a very powerful place. Mm. So if the system keeps telling you that you can't have single-payer health care... Yeah, right. And of course, it's being somewhat simplistic because the states has a lot of different checks and balances with House and the Senate than, than we do in Canada. But... If the president says, we need single-payer, we need to take away the marketplace entirely and just have everyone get covered, we're just going to do it, Mm. then every bureaucratic minion with those marching orders will figure out what is the way to do it.
0: Yeah, right, right,
1: right. And... So for me, the president or the top dog role of any organization or whatever needs to be values-based. You need to know, you, need, you don't need to know how that value gets translated every for every issue, but you need to know it's based on certain things like equality, certain things like fairness, certain things like uh, reciprocity or that, you know, human care for other human beings, right? But if you are... Your values are based on process things like the bottom line in a, in an economy balanced budgets like those aren't values those are just tactical things mm. right Now mm-hmm. I don't know what you're gonna do hmm. I, I don't know how you're gonna like what tone will you set right right's
0: no, and a I good think point. he's
1: the only candidate that showed clearly and consist- consistently I mean you watch one Bernie Sanders speech it's basically the same speech you give out every other time, right? Right. Which is kind of boring for coverage, but it's actually great for understanding what you're going to get. Yeah, right? true, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know was going with that, but I just know that, like with all the other candidates, you didn't have that. And, I mean, you got that with Cruz, right? And yeah, the thing is, I hated every value he has. Yes. <laughs> right? So, so and in, in many respects, a clear race would have been Cruz v. Sanders. Hmm. And like it would be the heart and soul of the United States finding it out with each other. Sure, yeah. And I would be very heartened to hope and believe that the Sanders part of the American public would win, right? But now we're gonna get this muddled race with two people who are tacticians. Right? And I just don't I it won't answer to me what the American people believe or what is the heart and soul of this country. We got it in some ways when Justin Trudeau won. I mean, I don't agree with everything that's happened since he's been prime minister, but there was a clear values proposition, and we chose that in spades. The fact that everyone's filling out their census form and crashing the system... It's crazy. ...is a values-based action, right? Well, I think it it just shows
0: why we are who we are. And it also... his like you mentioned about tone and how he represents himself. It's amazing how much the rest of the world has really opened up to Canada again in these last five or six months. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, in so many ways, people are just excited to work with us again. Whereas before we were just seen as this dour, you know, uh, you know, don't want to know kind of country. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about what this, what we could have been like if the NDP had won or if conservatives have won. I think it's true. You really, you really can't overemphasize or highlight what demeanor and spirit and tone really can offer. I mean, it's like anything else, like, you know, you, you, when you sit and talk to someone about anything, you, you want to get a, 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 a vibe or reciprocation from them.
1: Right. You,
0: you don't want to talk to someone if they're, you're just not getting anything
1: from them. It, well, you it's know? sort of, sort of what we talked about at the very beginning, but what do you believe in? I mean, we're doing this because we wanted to have a venue to actually practice, articulating what we believe in. And that's what we're coming down to, you know, at the tail end of this podcast is the same going, coming full circle to that, right? That's what tone, spirit, demeanor are aspects of, if you do it well, you're authentically living what you value, right? Absolutely.
0: And I think the liberals just kind of, they just kind of communicated that. And yes, there was a bit of fear-based voting. But the only times I've heard, well, I'm voting for him because he's really, he's really... A, a handsome man. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's amazing. And I'm talking like older women saying that. It, <laughs> it's amazing how much that matters. Like, like, that's really superficial. But it's like, oh my god. It's like, there's so many ways that you would not want to deal with the previous government.
1: Well, and it speaks to a gut that we often discount. I mean, we live in a... I was talking to, again, Michelle about this the other day about how we often keep telling ourselves, oh, we have to have a rational reason for why we do things. No, I mean, that's our system telling us that we should have, but sometimes our biological system, no, our, sorry, political, cultural systems. Like, you know, we live in a very, you know, visual, uh, a a very competitive system, a very, uh, because it's based on money. You have to choose what is more valuable or not. And you make those decisions uh, you've been trained to make those decisions based on what's more valuable and you've equated value to money all these different things right like right like and you, have to, and you have to do it that's why there's business programs in the world because you have to do it logically you need the models to to take that's why kevin o'leary is so powerful like in as a narrative speaker in this world about you know money there's no emotion with money right like mm. well bullshit i mean yes there is no emotion to money but I call bullshit in that if that's natural, that's not a natural state. We, every human being has emotions, right? And if you just like for whatever reason, whether well, it's because the way Justin Trudeau looks, or the way he spoke, or the way he just you felt when you heard him speak, like that is an equally valid input to decide why to yeah, vote right. for someone, right? And um, what has been challenging for me since he's been elected is is that. I just need him to like hold true to that, and I'm seeing things like kind of being setting the tone to maybe accepting pipeline deals, you know, or ah, uh, totally, or or the you well, know the the, the, the uh, uh, moratorium
0: for tankers on the west coast, like that's
1: next, right? And so you know. I mean, and you know, yes, you can point to things like, "Oh, we open up the co- Coast Guard again and on in Barard Inlet and stuff like that." I'm like, sure, but those are small fry to something like we're just going to turn our our heads away from fossil fuels. Yeah, true. And say, you know, let's let's fully believe in actually protecting this world, mm-hmm. and don't say things like investing in pipelines is a way to get ourselves a step in the way of getting ourselves off of fossil fuels right it's like you know anyone who's addicted to anything to say oh one more hit of that thing that i'm addicted to and then i'm done yeah totally like there's always going to be one more thing right like uh, and i just need him to show up more with the values that he said he was going to show up at and i and i I worry that I'm going to be more disappointed than than I should be.
0: No, I, I hear that, because I'm still waiting for changes to C51. I think it's amazing that they overturned C24. Um, But the C51, I know it's still early in things and they've got a lot on their plate, but I saw a thing on the CBC how they you know, CSIS and RCMP were like, oh yeah, we're already going with, I mean, we're we're running with Bill C-51, all the things that it's allowing us to do, and <laughs> it's happening, people, <laughs> you know? So that's
1: the one big thing I'm hinging on, I'm waiting for. Well, the the, the whole mar- legalizing marijuana. I mean, whether you believe it or not, it's happening, but... And actually, I don't, actually that's one of the issues, where I actually have no opinion. I just actually don't have an opinion. But... To then say, okay, yes, we're gonna you know, we're we're going to legalize and put together the legislation to legalize marijuana in the new year. Sure, fine, it takes time. But if you already have said you believe in legalized marijuana, decriminalize it today.
0: Yeah. Right. At sure. least
1: do that. That takes a lot less effort. Yeah. Yeah. And just don't throw people in jail and have start having the criminal justice system continue to pile upon and possibly, arguably, ruin people's lives whose lives won't be ruined when you finally bring in the legislation. So if you really believe in that, stop ruining lives or stop for sure. stop the pros stop the things that you can do immediately to prevent lives to be ruined and then give yourself the time. You know, like, yeah, like, no, that's a good point, you know, so, so things like that, I'm starting to like, oh uh,
0: well, some people, it's you know, always been a, it's always been a choice, decriminalize or legalize. It's not like a two prong process. It's, right. It's do we just
1: simply decriminalize up to a certain amount? That's true. That the narrative has been a bit wonky on that one. And I, I, am not terribly informed to know the, to know the full nuances of it. Right. But when I've seen that coverage, I've been like, yeah, Right. Like it just makes sense Like if you actually Believe in something Then make decisions That are informed By that belief Yeah
0: well And they have the majority Too And they know
1: yeah. that On a lot of those Left of
0: center decisions The NDP is going to Probably support them On anyway Yeah So it's kind of Like a no brainer Like there's so many Things More things they could do uh, Really quickly But Yeah
1: <sighs> I could go on and on I know <laughs>
0: well, I'm, I'm getting a little hungry How about you I am too <laughs> Okay, well,
1: uh,
0: that, I think, would bring us to a close, don't you think?
1: Yes, it does. All right. Wow,
0: that was a a lively one. That was great. And I think, you know, you and I both had some energy. And... uh, A beer helps. A beer helps. (laughs) I did not have any alcohol, but uh, night is still young. (coughs) Oh, sorry. (coughs) (laughs) Kidding. But uh yep, yeah, you can find us at the.matrix.com. dot com. You can find us in iTunes, um uh, our Facebook page. That's right. The dot matrix. So you can like us there. We post everything everywhere all at once. So <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, if there's any last words, I think I'm good. No, let's eat. All right, let's do this. Uh,